0: here's your host alex garrett it's true our house our new york city housing authority will actually be privatized at least 5900 apartments is that what i'm reading right well i know he's got a lot of thoughts on this because he's a very big political giant in brooklyn he is bob capano bob welcome back to this beautiful podcast thanks for joining me
1: My pleasure. Thank you
0: very much. It's always great to have you. Now, uh, you were on during the week with me, but today you're on the Sunday pod. So thanks for joining. And um, here we get to do a little more political stuff, a little more getting new voices into the mainstream media uh, eye. Because let's let's be honest, Meet the Press and all these different outlets have the same old guests. And I'm tired of it. So, Bob, thanks for adding a fresh voice to the Sunday conversation.
1: Thank you very much. Look forward to
0: it. All right, so let's talk about this. NYCHA is going to be privatized. I know you've most likely written about this with the Brooklyn uh, Courier, but, but give some insight to it for my listeners
1: tonight. Well, basically, uh, well, let's start at the outset. I think many of us could admit that New York City is the worst landlord out there. And, and that obviously includes all these NYCHA public housing uh, developments throughout New York City. And basically, it seems like, uh, you know, there'd be seven housing complexes, which is about 5,900 units uh, here in Brooklyn, in East New York, and East Williamsburg, but also in Washington Heights and Harlem. That's uh, going to be turned over to uh, private management through this RAD program, uh, through the Federal Rental Assistance uh, Demonstration Program, um, and and I think that's a that's a good thing. I mean, basically, anything's better than the job that New York City is doing, and and I believe NYCHA's goal is to have uh, 62,000 of the 174,000 units of public housing under private management by the end of. Uh, 2028. So it seems like uh, the ball is uh, getting rolling with that. Um, only uh, about three years ago, we announced that, that we would be involved in this program, and only 7,700 units have been there since this time. But I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of this RAD program, uh, and basically, what it does is, is it allows private interest to repair and manage the properties, and it's basically paid for by the uh, Section 8 program um that helps tenants uh pay their rent. So um I, I think this is a, a good response to the city's uh, failed responsibility to tenants of these public housing units. And we all know the problems, right? They they go without heat and hot water in the winter, often living in, in deplorable conditions with rodents all over. Uh so this is a good good thing and um You know, I I think it's a positive thing for New York City public housing residents.
0: Oh, I agree with you. And and so I I don't know if you want to into this as well, but we've seen privatization versus public. We've seen the MTA take over private lines and actually somewhat uh, improve the lines after buying. But here is where I think needs to be a private um, firm running this, because, as you say, NYCHA has no idea what they're doing and neither does the leadership know how to handle it.
1: No, absolutely, absolutely correct. I mean, this has been a long time coming, um, you know, for, for the life of me. I mean, let's face it. At the end of the day, the federal government, in this case, the Trump administration, provides 90% of funds to uh, public housing. So there needs to be a relationship there. And certainly, May, de Blasio and, and the city's Democratic leadership, they don't help this process along by consistently antagonizing President Trump and the administration. They don't do a service to the many, many people who live in public housing. We need to have a relationship with the federal government. they provide most of the funding and I think that that's something that this administ- the city administration has done wrong in the first place A by antagonizing the Trump administration, but more importantly B by failing failing the residents of New York City's public housing. So hopefully, and, and I'm confident that, I believe in general, that the private uh, private sector always does a better job than public sector anyway, but especially in public housing when we consider the city of New York's record.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Since you're talking about the federal aspect of it, I mean, um, let's face it, HUD... Has taken over really command of this with the Federal Monitor. Had they played a role in this privatization?
1: My understanding is uh, they have, um, but I, I think the key was the, the new new uh, chairman of the NYCHA Housing Authority. Uh, he's a big fan of this program, you know. So I give Manny De Blasio a little bit of credit for bringing in, in someone that uh, uh, has a history of working with the RAD program, and now. Uh, looking to expand it here in, in New York City.
0: Well, you know, I, I was just thinking about this as we are talking about new chairman versus the old chairwoman. I mean, she wasn't held accountable at all. She was falsifying records and and all they demand is that Trump be transparent, yet they can't even get a transparent NYCHA chair. I mean, this is how bad it got.
1: Well, you know, I mean, May de Blasio and his, his state of the city address just a few days ago That uh, need to save our city. Um, and and in addition to saving our city, we need to save our public housing, uh, units here in New York city. We need to save. more importantly, we need to save our public housing tenants from living in the deplorable, deplorable conditions that they are. And, and the irony of of May de Blasio saying six years into his, his tenure, we need to save our city. Well, what we do in the past six years. We need to save our city and we need to save our public housing unit from you, Mr. Mayor, who has led it to the deplorable conditions it's in today.
0: And so do you think this privatization could truly work for our our city?
1: I believe it can work. I I believe you can't get much worse than than what we have now. So I I don't think there's anywhere else to go but up under this uh, private management uh, direction we're going in.
0: Well, let me ask you this really quickly. Governor Cuomo talks with Trump or meets with President Trump, and he should have been down here to talk about the deal for privatization. Would you agree with that?
1: I'm sorry. What was the question?
0: That, you know, Governor Cuomo was trying to make his stance against Trump, but he really should have been up here. Also dealing with NYCHA I mean would you agree with that because it feels like they got nothing accomplished down in Washington
1: yeah no absolutely like I said 90% of the funding is from the federal government you know and the city and state provides a little bit but you would think as the leader of the city and and in this case with Governor Cuomo the leader of the state uh, where these public housing units are deteriorating you would think that Governor Cuomo would make that a, a top priority but unfortunately Governor Cuomo Along with Mayor DeBazio, along with most fellow Democrats, think it's more uh, beneficial to antagonize and fight with the Trump administration rather than to see where they can work with them. And certainly, public housing, in addition to infrastructure, but certainly public housing, where the federal government provides 90% of the funding, you would think would be an area that they would bend over backwards to try to work. With the federal government for the benefit of their city state residents in the public housing units.
0: Hey, I, I know you're talking about this from a citywide perspective, but let's zone in on your borough, Brooklyn. Uh, you're in politics, you're in the know. Have you talked to NYCHA officials,
1: Brooklyn based, and what are they telling you? Well, when I was uh, campaigning uh, for city council in 2017, i um, on the campaign trail. Uh, even though you know outside the district, I certainly made it's outside the district. Uh, some of our public housing units. I made my way around uh, Brooklyn circles and, and and talking a lot about uh, different issues. And certainly uh, one of the issues that came up was the deplorable conditions of our public housing units in, in Brooklyn. You know throughout Brooklyn, but it's the same thing throughout the city. Um, so you know the, the the areas in Brooklyn again. In these, you in know, the Linden houses and the Boulevard houses and in East Williamsburg, uh, Williamsburg houses, uh, those are the ones included in the deal. I, I am certainly hopeful that these Brooklyn residents can benefit from it.
0: Oh, no, without without a doubt. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. I was wondering if I should get on a night rep, but I thought to myself, they may not be very transparent about the deal. Would you would you say that's a, a correct statement?
1: I, I believe that, I, I believe that's probably a correct uh, assessment.
0: And that's kind of sad because we rely on them to provide housing and they, they don't want to be transparent with us. Crazy how that works. Right. I mean,
1: well, when you, when you don't do a good job, when you have a record of failure, and as you mentioned, how the previous chair was not transparent even before the city council, um, and, and how she uh, basically lied about the work that was supposedly done in these housing units. You know, I guess that's a reason why you wouldn't want to be transparent.
0: I'm talking with Bob Capano. He's actually been with me before. By the way, how was that Act event that we promoted and and you previewed? How was that event?
1: Oh, very good. I uh, went, went out to Long Island. I uh, spoke to him about the message of uh, the failure of our government schools, but in schools, but we also talked about, you know, how the Democratic failures always seems to come down to uh, their belief in that government can uh, control everything, whereas I believe that it's more from the private sector and the free market and how in education, you know, we, we should be supportive of charter schools, with the Democrats or not, and how it relates here to public housing. You know, we saw how the government, city government has failed public housing residents, and now, just like with education, the private sector often does better. They do it with charter schools, and I'm sure they'll do it better with these public housing, uh, with this public housing agreement.
0: All right. So you mentioned the state of the city, and, and we'll get to Curtis Lewa moving into the GOP in a minute. But state of the city comes up, and I'm sure people were waiting for De Blasio to address the cops, or maybe not even touch the assassination attempts, considering he's not been there to protect the NYPD. What what was the air like when he when he did touch that subject?
1: What
0: was the last? Was the error? What was the feeling like when he did broach that subject of protecting
1: our police officers? And did he even touch it at the state of the city? No, he, he did not, and, and and I think that's a shame. He he did not uh, touch on that. Uh, it, it's when we have the uh, the big subway uh, mass protest, the Democrats would call it. I would call it the subway uh, uh, criminal behavior that night where where subway riders were inconvenienced where where the metro card uh, readers were glued shut um where there was other uh, criminal behavior including jumping the turnstiles i mean the mayor waited 24 hours before he condemned what was going on um and and i think that that just shows that the the police unions have have a point that this mayor simply has helped encourage, uh, this type of, uh, behavior and anti-cop sentiment. Um, and, and as I, and many others have been warning about, uh, this, these cop assassination attempts and these, whether has just pushed forward anti-cop behavior, whether it's dousing them with buckets of water, whether it's, whether it's throwing Chinese food at them as we saw. And then unfortunately, as we saw, Last week, assassination attempts, and, and now we're seeing the unfortunate results uh, of not supporting our NYPD as our previous mayors have. Now, specifically Giuliani and Bloomberg. And
0: yet, I know that he also wants to bring more cops into the certain, you know, subway stations and everything. So it's kind of a weird message he's sending. Like, we don't like you guys, but we need you guys. It's very, um, very off-putting to see how unstable well yeah i mean the, the
1: idea to bring 500 more cops uh is uh, uh you know mainly governor cuomo's uh, push uh, i i think the mayor you know is not as gung-ho for it i think he certainly said you know be supportive of it but um it's really really pushed by governor cuomo but again if the cops go in there and, and they turn a blind eye to crime, as seems to what's been happening, I'm, I'm not sure so sure what the, the purpose is. So my, my question for Governor Cuomo in placing these 500 cops in there, well, what are they going to actually be allowed to do? do? Are they just going to be there as scarecrows, as most often cops are today because of the leadership of Mayor de Plasio? Or are they going to be actually be able to enforce the law? Well,
0: I'll tell you one thing, and I was thinking about this uh, because recently someone on a bus that I was riding said, oh, yeah, we're going to put cops on every bus and everything. I'm like, I don't know if that's going to make the situation better, but I will tell you this. They 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 are using cops to create chaos. That is my new feeling on this, that they don't like the cops, but they're using them to create chaos. And and we have to see through this.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's horrible it's- hard, absolutely horrible what's happening and demoralizing to to see uh, our city go, go backwards and you know I, it's sad that history has to sort of repeat itself right i mean during the the battle days on the david dinkins we really had to we had to see see the city get up to two thousand over two thousand meters we had to see more new york city uh residents become victims of crime, and then and only then did enough residents rise up and say enough is enough, and they elected Rudy Giuliani. Now, decades later, it seems we're in that same pattern where, you know, you know generations of, of New Yorkers have, have gotten older, they moved, passed away, and maybe not as p- many people remember those bad old days. So now it just seems unfortunate. Now we're going to ha- go through it again and need to have... More victims, more New Yorkers assaulted and killed before enough New Yorkers rise up and say to Democrats, enough is enough. I mean, why do we have to go through it again? So,
0: uh,
1: and on this, obviously
0: 2021 is coming up, and, and obviously the mayoral race is going to heat up here in the next couple of years. So who are you seeing that could possibly do a, a good job returning us back to normalcy, if you will, after the de Blasio years?
1: Well, on the democratic side, there's uh, certainly no, um, uh, uh, I, I don't see any viable alternative alternatives. I mean, I, we just have to hope a, a, a strong common sense, uh, Republican, uh, uh, pushes their way forward. Um, and, and that's my hope. I, I think the field is, is, I think by, after, um, over the next several months. I think uh, hopefully we'll see some Republicans uh, step forward who are willing to uh, restore some common sense and sanity to City Hall.
0: Now, one guy who is making a bit of a splash this week during the GOP is our former chairman of the New York State Reform Party, Curtis slewa It seems like he's veered away from the independent streak and gone to the GOP. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, uh, on two, uh, last Tuesday night, I was pleased to join Curtis Sliwa at the uh, Manhattan uh, GOP with Chairman Andrea K- Katsimatidis um, and the State Chairman Nick Langworthy was also there uh, where Curtis announced that he was officially uh, changing his registration to the Republican Party. I myself did that uh, last month uh, and he's forming the, an urban uh, GOP, uh, Urban Reform G.O.P. Coalition, um, and I will certainly be a part of that. A key part of that. We'll be doing that citywide. We'll have uh, members of this coalition throughout the five boroughs, and our goal is basically to uh, reverse course uh, for New York City. And yes, you know, taking the words from Mayor De the, the here, save New York City. You know, and and we want to bring as Many people involved, you know, common sense Democrats who believe that the Democratic Party's uh, lurch to the left is just too much. So we're going we're to have a big banner and welcome anybody and everybody who wants to have a role in improving New York City. I
0: just pray and I hope, Bob, that this national news do not uh, dissuade local you know, local news from covering a very important race because this is now going to be what I call the recovery period for New York City. And I hope our local guys are on it.
1: Yeah, no, I like I said, I, I see this as a, a, you know, talking back to the mayoral election, you know, where Giuliani was first elected in the early 1990s after David Dinkins. I mean, I hate to say it, I really do, but until and unless the Dale reform law is scrapped. Um, I, I only think it's going to get worse. And, and, and as I said to you the last time, the only way people respond, unfortunately, is when they're personally affected. And, and that means more New Yorkers have to be victims before they say, hey, Democrats, what are you doing? I mean, it's crazy that career criminals are just being let out within a couple hours. I mean, Crime really does pay. I mean, think about it. If you get caught robbing a bank, vandalizing a, a vehicle, the first thing is a you have to get caught. So right. chances are you may or may not get caught. But then, even if you get caught, criminals know they'll be out within two hours. So from a cost-benefit analysis, more often than not, it's it's worth it for the criminals to take the chance on committing the crime.
0: And by the way, we could see the in a MEC game, uh, possibly. Right. right. There you go. You, you get that bonus. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to let you go, but uh, at least we can say there was some good news this week with NYCHA, probably one of the best bit of news I've heard under this administration uh, in a while. So, Bob, thanks for covering it for us tonight.
1: No, thank you. And I, and I also think... Uh, Curtis Lee, we're returning to the Republican Party, is also, or coming to the Republican Party, is also some good news. So that's two pieces of uh, good news this week that should give all New Yorkers hope.
0: Well, let's have you back to discuss more of it as time crawls along here or speeds up. We'll see which way it goes. But uh, hey, Bob Capano, where can people find you, by the way, Twitter, and where you write?
1: Uh, I, my Twitter is at Bob Capano and Brooklyn Courier Life. Uh, thebrooklandpaper.com papercom that's where my columns appear uh, regularly well
0: find them there and we will certainly have you back thanks so much Bob for joining us this Sunday
1: thank you Al. thank you very much
0: that was perfect like that's exactly what I was hoping to